0: I'm Michael Davies. I'm the project environmental and social lead on the South Caucasus pipeline expansion project in the Republic of Georgia. So by way of definition, uh, the circular economy is a means of production that attempts to decouple growth in economic productivity from a growth in the use of raw materials and energy. So what does that actually mean? the traditional model of economic production suggests a linear approach where inputs are required for some product uh, waste requiring disposal are generated as byproducts and generally as you make more stuff you're going to require more inputs of materials and energy and you'll also create uh, more waste streams this can apply for any process uh, making mobile phones car manufacturing agriculture what have you at bechtel we're builders so we use materials associated with large-scale built environment infrastructure projects Um, obviously this explanation of the linear economy is simplified there is reabsorption of high value materials into the economy through reuse and recycling Uh, there are economies of scale that lead to efficiencies but the basic point holds the take make dispose model is resource intensive and in an environment with greater attention on increasingly limited resources this is a problem Um, and that's the problem that circular economy attempts to address By contrast, in an idealized circular economy, waste becomes a resource. By way of illustration, it's useful to think of a natural system. Um, A forest in the autumn time generates a huge amount of leaf litter, for instance, Um, but the organic materials are reintegrated into the forest system, and so we don't think of the waste as a problem, but in fact as an essential resource now obviously the big difference is that organic materials are easily reabsorbed into the forest ecosystem and in a man-made system like a manufacturing process or an agricultural system or a construction site this process of reintegration needs to be managed and sometimes the materials themselves just don't lend themselves to that end but the goal is to change the design the procurement and the use of materials so we achieve a similar result of not wasting these essential resources uh so fundamental to circular economy is taking a systems approach and to consider the inputs required and the outputs generated at each step of the process of designing and engineering and procuring and building and how do you maximize the use of the materials and energy requirements at each stage all of this takes energy and skill and therein obviously lies the technical and policy challenge some of the relevant questions to be asking as part of this process include things like what's the environmental and the physical setting in which we're operating. Uh, given that setting, how are we resource constrained? What can we uh, dematerialize in the various processes? How to source the materials? How to keep materials within a system through repurposing and how to keep materials in the same state, which is to say not to change them, but, but rather how to, to reutilize them. And critically, what are the end of life options for these materials? So, given some of the constraints that the project was dealing with uh, due to existing transportation infrastructure, options for waste management, travel distances, the project incorporated a number of circular economy principles. Some of the items, first one is around local procurement, a real focus on buying as many materials uh, as possible uh, locally things like food, aggregate materials, uh, local transportation services. This obviously reduced the amount of materials that have to get brought in externally to the region or, or even from the country. A real focus on waste minimization systems to physically reduce the volume of waste that we have to deal with on the, on the project. Uh, there's a benefit here in that uh, an associated benefit of that is around improving safety because of uh, because of less traffic. Uh, a lot of on-site uh, recovery. So we installed a biomass uh, food dryer and incinerator system that that converts camp food waste into a feedstock to heat boilers that heat uh, that heats water. This has lowered traffic needs, reduced waste volume by up to ninety percent, while avoiding the need to use other fuel to 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 heat hot water. We have an on-site wastewater treatment system. The real benefit there has been in the number of avoided truck trips to the one wastewater treatment plant uh, that the project is allowed to use uh, in Georgia that's located some 200 kilometers away from one of our sites. A real focus around reuse and donation of surplus construction materials, things like concrete mix, timber, building cladding materials, as well as other items. Uh, these are things that are donated to local communities. Georgia is a poor country, and a lot of items that are no longer useful to the project have value in the in the community. So this obviously provides benefit there. There's less landfill waste, and there's less waste transport for the project. And then there's an extensive recycling program. Uh, there's a real focus around separating out and, and sending to recycling facilities um, items like plastic, metals, paper and cardboard, and used vehicle tires. So from the outset, the project was challenged with a number of factors that forced us to think a bit more creatively about how we're managing uh, our material inputs and outputs. So a couple of relevant factors, Uh, firstly the project consists of three sites uh, along a pipeline running the length of the country. Um, as well as um, uh, associated roadways that we uh, that we had to build. Um, uh, it's located across about 270 kilometers. Logistics are challenged due to poor roads, uh, mountainous areas with uh, difficult drives, um, and that's in all seasons. And it gets very very cold and um, uh, very difficult uh, driving conditions in the in the winter time. And the sites also are in rural areas with limited facilities. Georgia is a relatively poor country um, with infrastructure that often wasn't able to support uh, the project. So given that, we still needed to provide accommodations camps at each of the three sites. Um, we had to house, feed, shower, clothe, launder, and provide all the services required for a stable human settlement for our construction workforce. And we have upwards of 2,000 people living permanently at our camps. Um, and this is a situation that the company faces uh, across any number of projects that we have throughout the world. So establishing these camps, uh, given the, the setting that we're working in immediately raises a series of practical issues with a major one being uh, being how do we manage our waste? Um, food waste, wastewater, solid waste, medical waste as well as, as all the construction waste. There have been a number of real and quantifiable benefits due to the implementation of these measures. And these are benefits both to the project and to local communities. Um, they've they've uh, come in the form of avoided waste disposal and landfill diversion, reduced trucking needs and the associated reduced safety risks, uh, emissions and fuel use, uh, cost savings again from reduced travel and um, and benefits to local communities through, through employment. Specifically, we've avoided 1.3 million liters of diesel uh, for transportation per year, that equates to about 3,300 tons of carbon emissions avoided uh, and 2.7 million kilometers of truck travel that's been avoided. Uh, and that's also corresponded to a savings of about 1.1 million US dollars per year. Uh, we've donated upwards to 400 cubic meters of surplus construction material per month for local reuse. Um, there's been ninety percent reduction in food waste volumes due to the biomass dryer and incinerators that we've used on site. We've uh, we've been able to treat upwards to one hundred and ninety thousand cubic meters of wastewater uh, per year, uh, and the and the associated uh, savings from from having to, from not having to truck uh, that water. We've achieved a forty percent landfill diversion rate. And we've also employed 15 local workers who are uh, dedicated to waste management on these projects. There are a number of advantages to this approach. Firstly, on this project, we've achieved cost savings through innovative waste management. We've provided employment and training to the local workforce. Secondly, and more generally, uh, we can expect to be increasingly constrained by water energy and emissions, distances traveled and available infrastructure considerations. And we don't need to be in the business of competing for these resources, but rather improving the situation in a way that actually benefits both the project and external stakeholders. On this project, we've been able to demonstrate the capacity to identify the key resource and practical constraints and then implement systems and processes to mitigate that. This is something Bechtel's always done throughout its history. Um, now it's about bringing that type of thinking to bear on the matter of reducing the resource intensity and the environmental footprints of our projects. This project has been a good start for the company in testing circular economy and, and a basis for expanding our offering. Uh, circular economy is explicitly about resource use and reducing impact for the built environment, and as such it's a, it's a useful tool that marries up well with Bechtel's environmental sustainability goals. The effort on SCPX is focused on the temporary workers accommodations, and I think that's an obvious place to start and an area for us to expand on. A useful and realistic goal for the company is around sustainability worker camps and to have a process as part of the design phase to design and procure and construct and operate these temporary camps um, in a way that incorporates uh, the suite of circular economy principles. Concepts would include things like during the planning phase, uh, doing waste studies and off-taker agreements that drive towards zero waste, assessing existing infrastructure that can be utilized and improved instead of bringing in standalone systems that are dedicated to the project that then have to be removed um, after the project's finished. Um, During engineering and design phase, designing camps for reuse, for repurposing, ease of disassembly um, and avoidance of waste uh, during procurement Selecting vendors and subcontractors um, for water and energy efficiencies, utilizing takeback and leasing programs, so, so that uh, the, the vendor and sub is uh, a subcontractor is uh, takes these uh, takes these materials back, uh, entering into service contracts uh, that incentivize local employment, including local procurement and waste minimizations requirements, and then during constructions uh, during construction phase, have a clear end of life strategy for the camps that doesn't include disposal and landfills um, and have a targeted program around waste, uh, waste reuse, recovery and recycling. Um, I think also moving beyond the temporary camps, uh, circular economy principles also need to be incorporated into our engineering and procurement processes we use for the permanent facilities that we're building. Uh, It needs to be a viable option that we're able to provide as part of the offering to our customers.